What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards started their exit interviews. We're going to start off talking about Tommy Shepard's exit interview and possibly a little bit of Bradley Bill. And we're going to answer a mailbag question about Tommy Shepard as well. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. All right, so we're going to start off with a mailbag question. This is from Ben's, a uh, avid listener, a uh, longtime subscriber as well, on Twitter at AD underscore 2083. He says, uh, Tommy graded the season as incomplete due to the injuries. What would you ne- what would need to happen next year for Tommy Shepard to keep his job? What are your thoughts, Brennan? Um, to answer that question, I would I would personally need to see two things. Number one, I need to see some craftiness as far as on his part this all season, because there's obviously some needs. And obviously, this organization has not made it a secret that they want to re-sign Kuz and KP. Um, so re-signing Kuz and KP, looking at salary-wise, it's gonna be tricky to find a point guard and maybe adding another wing. So to me, he would have to be crafty whether he goes into the draft and picks one up. Um, but he I I, I see this being a really big offseason for Tommy because you know he, there's a lot of big decisions need to be made, especially if he brings back the solid three. You know, one, you got Denny going into a contract year. Um, two, are they running a big Line up again because you know, re-signing KP and then still having Gaff in a, in um in a long-term extension, you're probably looking at a bigger you know lineup like we saw this year. So there's a lot of questions, man. You know, he, he's got to really show his show where he's at as a GM. He's gonna have to make some crafty moves because Lord knows, man, we we need a point guard in DC. We need a point guard who's gonna be able to run the show. Uh two, this team needs to be a playoff team. Easy. You know, if if you want people to get behind this solid three. And, and, and look, man, don't get it twisted. Me personally, I like the solid three. It's just the criticisms and me and my point of view with this franchise comes down to management. It's not so much the solid three because, yeah, um, I do. I do like Kuzma. I like how his game has evolved in D.C. I like KP, especially the fact that he's been healthy. And Bradley Bill, you know, look, you you know how I wrote you. You know, I, look, I'm a Bradley Bill fan. It's just my criticism has always been the contract. But to me. If you want this fan base to get behind the solid three and what you got going on and get behind this ownership, we need a playoff team. And it's just like that. You know, because if you if you look at a lot of his comments, you know, and it, um, his comments about the solid three kind of resonate with uh, Kuzma's comments, Bill's comments, and we're going to get into them later. But a lot of them all resonated one basic fact, which is they believe that the sample size for, for judging the solid three is not big enough. But my retort to that is this, is big enough to resign them. So, <laughs> I mean, if it's not big enough to, to criticize, but it's big enough to where you're going to dedicate the next three to five years of your franchise salary to these guys. So evidently it has to be big enough. So, you know, that's where I'm at, man. You know, if you for him to keep his job, for him to be 
<laughs> to stay here in DC long term, man. He needs to make this a playoff team. Is that is that simple? It needs to be a big playoff team. No more none of these plans a goal. No, build this team to be a championship contender and actually find a way for this team to be built into a contender in the Eastern Conference. And that, and in my opinion, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I mean, he's got to make the playoffs. I think it's as simple as that. You got to win. You got to win more than 35 games. You can't pay three guys that amount of money, the solid three, and promote them all year, 25th anniversary. Um, just the whole promotion the whole year was the big was a big three, and uh, they definitely underachieved. It was, it was disgusting, like he said, <clears throat> excuse me, in today's uh, presser. But to answer the question, you, you got to make the playoffs. You got to win more than 35 games, 35 and 47 this year, 35 and 47 last year. Um, I think they were like 29 and something two years before that. And then they did make the plan. But once again, they only won 34 games. Yes, it was a smaller season because of the virus. But still, at the same time, you only won 34 games. Losing se- a losing season. He hasn't had any winning seasons while he's been here. He hasn't. And the drafting has to get better. Um, some of the young guys are starting to show some promise. Denny's showing some promise. Of course, you know, it's been inconsistent, but he's showing promise. Um, Corey Kispert has looked a lot better. Um, but, you know, can they can both those guys do it when Brad and Przingis and Kuzma play at the same time? That's still a big question mark. Um, Johnny Davis playing is playing better towards the end of the year, but still he has a long way to go. Um, you know, Isaiah Todd, what's going to happen with him? Yannick Zosa, second round pick, he's stashed away. Um, you know, Admiral Schofield drafted him. He's not on the team anymore. So um, the drafting has to be better, too. What are you going to do with that first round pick? How are you going to handle that? Um, you know, what trades are you going to make? You know, last year didn't work out with Spitzer Dinwiddie. The roster, you had to shake it up. So his tenure here, it just it hasn't been good. It hasn't been any – it hasn't been better than, you know, Ernie Grunfeld. It just really hasn't at all. And guys are comfortable. And, you know, Bradley Bill said he's at peace with the season, which I disagree with. I get what he's saying, but, you know, at peace, winning 35 games, it's, it's hard to say that. But, yeah, he, he's got to make the playoffs. Simply put, you got to make the playoffs. And – um, that's where their goal is to make the playoffs. And honestly, if they don't make the playoffs, then it's another failure season. So we've seen, I think we've seen enough from, from Tommy, all losing seasons, uh, bringing in West Huntsville Jr. He has a long way to go still too. So I, I, I will put the goalpost as playoffs. And for a lot of teams, that wouldn't be enough. You saw what happened with the Hawks. Um, and you see other guys being fired, the coaches being fired. Dwayne Casey just got from the Pistons. Steven Silas just got fired from the Rockets. Teams are, they're making moves. You know, there's there's a lot of comfortable comfortability with the Wizards. They just know that their jobs are safe. They know, Tommy knows his job is safe. Wes knows his job is safe. So um, there's really no fire to these guys. There's no there's no hot seat or no urgency with these guys at all. So, uh, but yeah, the answer is playoffs. Well, I mean, you brought it up, and that's a great point you just made, man. Is that there's no there's no sense of urgency. <laughs> that's the problem, you know. There's no sense of urgency. You know, if people were really fighting for the jobs, then you would see different priorities as far as you know how you know what the vision is for this franchise, man. But yeah, with Tommy, man, he's got to he's he's got to make this playoff team. And I'll go even farther. We need to win the division because the reason I say that is because you're devoting a huge portion of your salary cap to three players. So you're telling me that you believe these players can take you to the next level. Okay. You know, because that's where I'm at as a fan right now. You know, this season, man, you know, you've seen a big split in the, in the fan base where, you know, a lot of us want to rebuild. And then, you know, there's just people that are very loyal to this core, you know, to, you know, Tommy Shepard, Telion says, and there's a big divide. So, okay, 
what's the goal here? You want to unite a fan base because right now you're dealing with a team that has one of the lowest attendance rates in the, in the NBA. So you want to unite the fan base. How do you do that? Try to get them behind this solid three because they're building around this solid three. So how do you do that? We need success. That's simple. We need success, man, because it's not that any of these guys are unlikable. It's not, I don't think anybody dislikes them. And if you do, you're crazy. It's, it's nothing that any of these guys have done to make you dislike them. It's based on the performance. And my thing is this, okay, you're telling me, and a lot of and a lot of these guys in the exit interviews said this, you know, the sample size is too small to judge us. Fair enough. But then the sample size is big enough to sign you to a supermax. So, I mean, I mean, is, 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 is it big enough or not? You know, is the sample size enough or not? You know, you can't tell me it's not enough to judge you. But then you say, oh, it's enough for me to get paid. I ain't buying all that, man. You know, and I don't sit comfortable with you trying to get a bag and then really nobody's taking any kind of, you know, ownership. Because, look, this debacle of a season is not just West Sunsell's issue. He has a part of it, yes. Not just Tommy Shepard. He has a part of it, yes. This organization failed together. And that's just what it is. You know, from the players to the ownership office, man. The organization failed, man. Because, you know, we say it all the time. You failed when you made that your goal, the playing tournament. You failed already. You know, you, every franchise... Day one, your goal should be an NBA championship. That's it. You know, playing tournament is a goal. You already failed. So, yeah, it all starts, you know, what would they say? They say it in the military, man, a poop rolls downhill. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, you want people to get behind this, you know, this team? Then we got to see results. And, and that's it. That's all I'm saying. You know, you know, the ball is in their court. They got to perform now. You know, even if um, Kuzma and KP come back, Wes is here and Tommy, fair enough. Okay, this is the team that you want to run then we need to see results. And that's it. You know, that's, that's where I'm coming from with it, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, if you're going to give Brad that amount of money, then you, you got to win games. You got to win games. 35 and 47 is, un- is unacceptable. Um, but yeah, like I, I've said many times before, they were handing an easy, uh, easier schedule. Um, having those two games at home against the, the Hawks and the Raptors and they led an egg and, 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 he, and he traded away Rui. You know, you got to make a decision with, with Denny's contract, too. You traded a, you traded Rui away for Kendrick Nunn. That didn't work out. You got back three second-round picks and, and none. Uh, you traded away uh, bench scoring, a guy that you drafted. You That's the value you get for a guy that you drafted. So that's a bad look on him. Denny, what, what are you going to get for him if, if you end up trading him? It's going to be two second-round picks, three second-round picks, and another guy that's just not going to work out. So, um, like you said, with Denny, too, this is a huge year, and that's, a, that's an indictment on – on uh Tommy because you know they they really thought they got a steal with Denny and like I said Denny's Denny's had a solid career so far it's just been up and down so we'll see but um yeah the draft pick and, and making the playoffs certainly certainly are the goal goal for Tommy Shepard we're gonna get into some of the press conference today uh after this but we're gonna get a quick word in about NBA game time today's episode is brought to you by NBA game time sometimes it's really hard to find tickets um sometimes it's even hard to find tickets for wizards game there was a wizards versus warriors game uh it was almost sold out you know steph coming to town big game but i worked uh used game time and made it super super easy to find tickets uh buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful at all game time is the fastest easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theaters near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have Flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views as well are shown 
on the game time app, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time app guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Use game time, especially for the DC defenders. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. So, whenever they play in DC, definitely make sure you use the game time app to get DC defenders tickets. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. All right. So, I'm going to pull up. A couple quotes here. That was a good question from Ben's. We appreciate you for that question. Um, bring up a couple of quotes here that I thought stood out from Tommy Shepard today in uh, his press conference. Um, so Tommy Shepard, he said, this year, this was a disappointing year. We're going to spend the offseason looking at everything we can to get better. We won 35 games. That's disgusting to me. So he sounded different than what he did yesterday saying that the grade was incomplete. I think they, they probably should have asked him again uh, on what he thought, but also Shepard says the wizard's goal remains to re-sign Kyle Kuzma and Chris Esprazingas. What were your thoughts about the comments about the season being disgusting and the goal remaining to re-sign Kyle Kuzma and Chris Esprazingas? <laughs> I mean, it's predictable, man. I mean, as many words to describe this season, man, and it's probably one of the most uh, positive ones, but I mean, it's predictable. You know, they've they, they've made it known that going forward, they're going to re-sign Kyle Kuzma and KP. And it, you know, like I said, there's a big divide in the fan base. You know, a lot of people think that they should go ahead and rebuild, and it felt that way for, for you know probably the last couple of years. But they have what their plan is going forward. And I guess I'm not going to complain too much because at least they got a plan. Because that was one popular you know problem I had was a lack of a plan. So I guess their vision is to bring this solid core of Bradley Bill. Christopher Zingas and uh, Kyle Kuzma together long term. <laughs> I mean, my thing is this: they got to perform, and, and that's going to be my answer for a lot of the responses for a lot of these players. Is that they got to perform, man? You know, it, it's cool, and, and I will give them props where it's due. You know, changing the culture, I get it. I'm a big John Wall fan, favorite Wizard of all time. Um, you know, following his departure, they wanted to, you know, change the culture here. I get it. Um, they made mistakes. With that culture change, you know, I think they gave too much uh, responsibility to Bradley Bill. And we're going to talk about that when we talk about Bradley Bill's exit interview. But, you know, getting back to Tommy um, and his desire to bring back the solid three balls in their court. They got to perform, you know, because like I said before, you know, the comments that the sample size is too small to judge them, but yet it's big enough to resign them. Fair enough. You got to perform because, I mean, they, they are in an entertaining trio. But he's got to get crafty. We need a point guard. So, and I, and I, and I will say this, man. Um, I believe they will be a different team if they find that point guard that we need to run this offense. If they find a point guard who can push the pace, because, um, and I keep jumping ahead because I know Monte said something about the pace, you know, the fact that it was kind of implemented way too late in the season. And then a lot of people were in favor of the pace. So, again, if you, we find a point guard who was going to push the pace, who's going to collapse defenses and really utilize a lot of these offensive weapons, I think we will be a better team. But, again, Tommy Shepard has to find that point guard. I'm telling you right now, man, E, I'm trying to tell you, 
if he messes this draft up, <laughs> I, I mean, look, <laughs> he might have to take like he might have to you know put a mannequin in his car getting the Capital One, man. I'm just saying, like, because people ain't gonna be happy, man. So, <laughs> you know, he's got he's got to perform. The ball's in his court. At most, shoot, really, outside the players, he the most pressure is on Tommy Shepard because he's got to build his team. You know, he's got the most pressure because he's got to build his team to be a contender. Because once you re-sign Kyle Kuzma and KP long-term, that is going to be the measuring stick, playoffs. Any less than the playoffs, man, easily he can lose his job in two years. And so, yeah, to answer your question, man, you know, they have to perform or that's it. Because there's, there's, there's nowhere else to hide after that. You know, once you tell people that the goal is playoffs and you make these moves like re-signing Kyle Kuzma and KP – and you fail to make the playoffs, you're going to see a different coach in JM if they do not perform, man. I'm going to say that. Right now it's time for them to perform more than any other time because they made their bed, and now they have to lie in it. And I know that's an old saying, but when they when they re-signed Kyle Kuzma and KP, they made that bed and they got to lay in it. And anything less than a playoff appearance on a daily or every year is a failure, and it's going to cost them their job. So that's where I'm at, man. Oh, most definitely, yeah when you're going to commit that much money to three guys and they just didn't even make the plan. It's, 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 it's a very interesting move. It's a, it's a, it's a move that a lot of people wouldn't make to bring all three of those guys back after not making the playoffs and the injury excuse. I know they're, they're actually like, there's a stat like manpower of how many guys they lost during the season. They're actually middle of the pack. They weren't even up there high compared to other teams. There are other teams that had way more injuries than the wizards. So you really can't use that as an excuse and when the when the solid three did play together, I want to say they had a losing record. I have to look that up. If I'm not mistaken, I think they were 16 or 19 when they actually all three played together. Now, when when they all three played together and DeLon Wright was there, I think they did have a winning record. I have to look that up as well. But the solid three together, they still didn't have a winning record. Even if they did have a winning record, it wasn't by much. Of course, they finished the season 37-45. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the only three that you really if, – if you're going to bring back three guys and pay them that much, they have to be a legitimate three. They have to be three all-stars, guys that decide – are deciding factors to win championships. Um, you know, you look at the big three with the Miami Heat. You look at Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. You know, it would have to be a big three like that if you're going to pay them that much money. I like this three, but you just can't even compare them to guys like that that just that were championship-level guys or LeBron, Kevin Love. And um, Kyrie Irving or Steph, Draymond, Clay, those are fran- that's that's a franchise three right there. That's a legitimate franchise three, or even the Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday three, if you want to call them a trio. So those are just some three uh, trios out there just to compare and look at. Where those are guys where you look at and you invest that kind of money into these guys. They're a good solid three, but it's it's like you know what's the end game? What is the real plan? The plan is just to make the playoffs. The three guys that I named from those eras or teams, their plan was to win a championship. So it just it just shows how far away we are at this point. Um, but yeah, that that was one thing that stood out to me. Um, Tommy Shepard also said that he knows the fan base is frustrated. Um, he also said regarding free agency, I dispute anybody that says guys don't want to come to DC. Um, he also said uh, regard to the solid three, I like to see that group more. To make the decision on on if they're sealing it on Tommy Shepard, the quote Tommy Shepard on if there is a ceiling for Brad, Chris Tapps, and Kyle Kuzma. He said, quote, I'd like to see that group more to make that decision. Um, there's one last quote that stood out to me. I'm trying to find it here. 
Um, talk about free agency. Oh, yeah, he also said that Bradley Bill is just entering into his prime. Uh, what were your thoughts about that, about that, uh, about that statement from Tommy Shepard? I mean, a lot of statements just, just don't line up, man. I mean, he's only, he's going to his 30s, man. As a 37-year-old dude, man, I'm not trying to say role, but I'm just saying. Like, by NBA standards, man, once you get into your 30s, there's different expectations, man. It's just, just There's so many players. I mean, there's just certain players that when they go into their 30s that you're not expecting too much of a decline, but everybody declines. You know, going into his prime, what is Tommy watching, man? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Nah, get out of here. I, 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 he, my problem with Tommy is this, man. He backpedals a lot. Like, don't, you know, this, this whole um, people don't want to come to D.C. It was this organization who created that narrative, man, with the issues they had. You know, Spencer did it with he, with he, he made those comments last season or the comments you hear from Coos or the certain comments that you've heard about this franchise the last couple of years. Even John Wall with the comments he made on the way out. It's these issues that these players who might have considered Washington as a destination changes their mind. Because how many players do you know want to go into a dysfunctional franchise? Not many. And, and that's what the problem is. It's not D.C. Yeah, D.C. is not New York. It's not L.A. But people do like D.C. It's one of the, more, it's one of the likable cities. I mean, it's not a complete. In the, I mean, people do like D.C. I'm KP. Look, we're going to talk about it. KP likes D.C. It's, no, it's. That's the incorrect narrative here is, is that people don't want to come to the Wizards. It's not D.C. It's the Wizards because of management and, and the fact that it's, just, it's been dysfunctional. You know, and like I said, we're going to talk about Bradley Bill and, and where he, he is in the hierarchy of this organization. But that has a lot to do with it, especially when you look at the issues with Spencer Dibbity and last year's team. You know, when people are trying to be leaders and, you know, no, no, no there's only one leader here is Bradley Bill. Well, no, well, I mean, <laughs> you already rubbed him the wrong way, you know, and then you look at this year with Kyle Kuzma, you know, the fact that Kyle Kuzma made the comments that, you know, they're not drawing plays for anybody but Brad, you know, that that makes people feel a certain way. Because if I'm a player, especially if you look at Kyle Kuzma, he wants to go somewhere where he can grow. If you're not going to call plays for me, then why would I sign here? And the only reason he will sign here is because the, the extravagant amount of money that we're going to give him, because I guarantee it, man, if he asked for 30, we will give him 30. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just what it is. There's not, there's not going to be any wiggle room. Tommy's going to be like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> that's what you want, you know. It, it just, and that's what we're looking at, man. You have, a, you have a ownership group, man, here, and a GM that they're so pro player that they kind of let the players do whatever they want. No, you got, you got to, you got to, you know, somebody's got to take charge in DC, man. And that, that's what I'm mad with Tommy, man. Is that, you know, he he just backpedals and there's there's no real ownership of the the season and why it went the way it did. You know, everybody's trying to, you know, point at a cause that doesn't have anything to do with them. You know, the fact of the matter is everybody failed. Everybody in this organization failed because, first of all, I say it all the time, championship wasn't your goal. You failed. You know, the fact of the matter is, you know, you, when you single out one player in an organization and you totally disregard two players that you hope are part of the future, it's going to rub people the wrong way. Not, you know, not calling plays, you know, who takes a lot of shot, who brings the ball up in clutch time, you know, that rubs people the wrong way. Because if you look at it, that's another issue, you know, going into the fourth quarter, you continue to have Bradley Bill bring the ball up when it has been proven that the offense is better when it's ran through KP Akus. So now, nah, man, you know, he, what I'm looking from, especially from Tommy Shepard and Bradley Bill is ownership and leadership. Own up to your mistakes. Tell me what you know. Tell me what I want to hear. I'm the consumer. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm the fan base. Tell me what I want to hear. We're going to do better. We're going to make the necessary moves, and we're going to drive 
towards a playoff or a championship. And that's what this fan base wants to hear. This fan base is tired of hearing, man, we're just going, you know, Bradley's, you know, Bradley Bill's going to figure it out next year. And we're just going to try harder. No, I don't want to hear all that. <laughs> I want the playoffs. I want the playoffs. I am tired of watching other teams go to the playoffs. I want the Washington Wizards to win a championship. That's it. You know, and that should be the goal. And that's what I want to hear from them. So that's where I'm at, man. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely. I'm I'm with you on that too. Um, and like you said, with Monte saying pushing the pace, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, we got to get a point guard that can act, that can actually do that because the guys that we had, they just couldn't get downhill, get past anybody. Um, Delon right hit his moments. Monte had moments here and there, but we just didn't. You know, we've had guys in the past that were able to really push the pace and get downhill and get to the basket. John Wall, Russell Westbrook, we just didn't really have that this year from a point guard standpoint. But you know, we're gonna get to. Possibly one comment from Brad, and then we'll wrap it up tonight. Uh, we got a good show for you guys tomorrow night. I, I know you guys are going to be excited for sure. Um, but before we do that, we have a quick word uh, about Price Picks. Yes, sir, we do. So, Price Picks, how does it work? You ask. Well, you pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their Price Picks projections, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. Again. You can win 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy? Safe and fast. Withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and our neighbors to the north, Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter a promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. So let's get into comments yes sir um this is the last this is the last uh quote that i have here this is from bradley bill um quote he says at p i'm at peace quote i'm at peace with how the year went but i'm not i'm not um i'm sorry i'm not at peace where we are as a team quote and then on patience level he said that his patience level is low i have a low patience level it's not like i'm not angry he says and then uh, lastly says the way all media talking Y'all trying to kick me out of here. So if you listen to the press conference, a lot of them ask, you know, kind of questions like, are you going to be here next year? You're going to be here next training camp. Um, things have crossed that line. Um, he, don't, he also talked about the no trade clause. We'll probably get into that next episode. But um, what were your thoughts on that? He said, I'm at peace with how the year went, but I'm not at peace with where we are as a team. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Total lack of accountability. <laughs> Period. He's not going to, you have to, look, you get paid to be that guy. You get criticized. Look, when the president of the United States gets criticized because he's that guy, he's got to stand at the podium and he has to explain to the country, if not the world, whatever. That is how it is to be that guy. You know, Bradley Bill is the franchise player. So when people want to know what went wrong, nobody's trying to buy, well, you know, I'm at peace. You at peace? I mean, what do you mean you at peace, man? <laughs> no, you're watching the playoffs from the house. You're at peace? That's the problem right there, E. That's the problem right there. You at peace. Yeah, you got paid, and now you just know I'm at peace. That's all. Again, does he have a publicist? Does he have somebody who tries to like tell him what to say to the public, man? Because it's just it's not what you want to hear. Is it no? It needs to be accountability. 
I, I've said it all year long, man, and I make it known that it's, it has nothing to do with him personally. I, I mean, on this platform, I would never judge any player personally. I mean, it, it is 100% on the court production. You know, I love the family man. I love his image. I love I, as a as a person. I love him. You know, I love what he's done for the community. His criticism is off his contract, man. And he has to know that. He had to know that signing it. Signing a quarter of a billion dollars, man, you're going to be judged. You're going to be criticized. You're that guy. You have to take the last shot. You cannot be giving the ball up in the fourth quarter in the last two minutes. You can't. You're going to get criticized. You're going to be that guy that everybody looks to. And that's what it is. And his comments just point out to I don't think he was ready for that. Because time and time again, you know, anybody in the media that has criticized Bradley Bill had nothing to do with anything. But, but what has been done by either him or the people around him. You know, your wife being mad about your 2K rating, that was not put out by the media. Your wife was mad about that and put that out there. That was not the media that did that. You know, and all these little issues, you know, you're bringing that up. Nobody else is bringing it up. And so, you know, I, the lack of accountability is, is just, you know, when you look at the comments made by Tommy and then now Bradley Bill, is there any accountability? Is anybody really going to take accountability? I mean, because I'm telling you right now, if I see Wes say, take no accountability, I'm just going to lose total faith <laughs> in the scene, man, because somebody has to, you know, take, you know, well, I'll tell you this. Kyle Kuzma took accountability. And like I said, we're going to get into his comments because we're going to talk about everybody's exit interviews. Mm -hmm. But he did take accountability. And, you know, that's the big reason why I, I don't mind him coming back because I love the fact that he not only has he grown as a player, he's grown as a man in D.C. You see a totally different dude from Kyle Kuzma, L.A. He took ownership. So, like I said, we're going to talk about that later, man. But that's my biggest issue with his comments and the comments by Tommy is that there's no accountability. It's just, a, it's just this, you know, this whole – default answer oh injuries and we just didn't play to our capabilities you think i mean <laughs> really you came up with that i think everybody came up with that answer man i mean really you didn't play up the you know yeah obviously so it's just the lack of, of accountability man and mm -hmm. it's, it's sad to see that from your franchise player and your general manager so yeah yeah you brought up the 2k rating you know he was not at peace about that he was not at peace about not making an all-star game uh, that one year where he had the 25-5 season, he was not at peace when he didn't make the All-NBA, when he had the 25 points, five rebounds, five assists season. Um, but, you know, we just didn't have a winning record. There were some other guys that made an All-Star game that didn't have winning records as well. So I, I got his argument, but he certainly was not at peace about that. But now he is at peace with us, you know, going 35-47. and 47. Um, But is he at peace because, you know, he got paid? That's a big factor too. Um, but I, I get what he's trying to say. You know, he didn't want to show up to the press conference angry um i guess you know being snappy with reporters so i kind of get what he was trying to say but to to say that you're at peace is kind of the it's, it's a questionable answer for sure um you should never be at peace with going 35 and 47 and not make the playoffs and i think he went on to say that as well during the interview um and his patience level is low so reporters they have a right to ask him you know how he's feeling about being here does he want to be here um yeah, he went along the lines and said, you know, if he didn't want to be here, then, of course, everybody would know, you know, everybody in the NBA would know that he didn't want to be here or requested a trade. Um, so at this point, he wants to be here. We'll see how that goes into this offseason and next offseason. Um, but, yeah, as a leader, you know, we just got to see more. We got to see more from him. You know, body language after the loss to the Hawks and to the Raptors, um, it didn't look good. It wasn't just him. It was from everybody as well. Um, so he's got to find a way to pick guys up and make guys better when you are, you know, making 35% of the salary cap as well. So um, Pacers level is low. What is he going to do about it? Of course, Tommy Shepard's got to make moves, but he's got to make moves too. He's got to be better in the, in the crunch time and the clutch time as well. 
Um, they said the way y'all media talking, y'all trying to kick me out of here. So he gets it. He hears the fan base. He sees the tweets. He hears the fan base. If you get on Twitter, social media, you know how the fan base is. They're very, we're very impatient. I'm me included. We've seen this story time and time again with Brad as the number one guy, as the leader. We've seen the end game. We've seen them not make the playoffs for game for basically other than the playing year with Russell Westbrook. We've seen this story in the song and dance time and time again. It just hasn't gotten any better. And, it, and we're on this treadmill of mediocrity, 35 wins every year, 34 wins, not making the playoffs, not winning a championship since 1978. We've just seen it before. And, the fan base is just ready for something different. So it's not the media as well. They they know, and Bradley, he's feeling, Brad's feeling the heat. He knows how the media is feeling and everybody else is feeling. You know, how is this going to play out with him as the, as the number one guy? And um, is there really a light at the end of the tunnel with him being the number one guy in this solid three? And, and it's, it's looking it's looking tough from here right now. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be a bad split, man. I just I, I got that feeling. I just got that feeling. And I hate to, I hate to be like that, man, because – I mean, I, I, look, I know they listen. I, I know they, they, you know, ours, all the, you know, as far as anything that has to do with Wizards, I know they listen. So they know, the, you know, where the fan base is at, man. And But, but nobody's asking for anything that's unreasonable here. Mm-hmm. Win a championship. Like, and I'm not saying go out there and win it like it's that easy because it's, it's not easy, especially in the NBA, man. It's, it's one of the harder sports to win a championship in. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is we want to know that there's some kind of goal, some kind of vision. Like, your goal should be to win a championship. At least tell me that that's your goal. Don't tell me, oh, the plan. How do you think I'm going to react? I mean, I mean, how would anybody else react to that when you tell your fan base that winning a secondary tournament is the goal of this year? It's not. We just want to know that your, that your goal for this city, for this fan base, for this community is to win a championship. And that's it. That's it. You know, as far as Bradley Bell, man, before we roll, I mean, you know, I'm not going to harp on Bradley Bell's just he's got to understand that this criticism is because of that contract. That's it. You you sign a Supermax and you making that money entitles certain expectations. And with those expectations, if you fall short, you are going to hear about it. I mean, look, he better praise God that ain't Philadelphia. I mean, <laughs> or Boston. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about, man? Philly, man, Philly would have gave him the business, man. I mean, you I mean, look. DC, we are really, really loyal fans, man. And we, yeah, we'll give you the business, but you know, we were a little, you know, a little more mild than Philly. He played for the Sixers. Can you imagine his comments playing in Philly? You mm. think Ben Simmons got the business? Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You know, and in Boston, you want to go out there and hang out with Jason Tatum of Boston? Okay, go ahead. Because <laughs> they're going to say some things you ain't never heard in Capital One, man. I'm just saying, Boston <laughs> and Philly are some crazy towns as far as, you know, sports fans man so nah man you know i think really you know to really sum up bradley bill and tommy as far as dirt and i know we're going to talk more about bradley bill going forward with his but you know just to summarize really tommy my answer is pretty much going to be the same for most of these guys on this team man you know the balls in your court you got to perform now you know you can tell me all day that this is what you're trying to do but you got to show us and that's where i'm at man you know i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna bring up rebuild i'm gonna sit back i'm gonna be real patient i'm gonna Mm. Fall through. You know, I'm, I'm going to get behind this team because regardless, I am a fan. You know, regardless, I want this team to win. I'm not going to tune out. No, I'm with it. But the thing is, getting behind this core, you got to perform. And that's it, man. Right. Yeah, no, I, I know. We know that they're, they're ne- they, as Tevion says, all he says, or his famous quote, we will never ever tank. So I, 
I, I probably won't be saying rebuild that much this all season because we know that's not that's not what they're going to do. But what can Tommy Shepard do to make this team better? What can Bradley Bill do to, to make this team better or perform better uh, when we need him in the last second of the game? What is he going to do? Talk about keeping his body better uh, health wise. We'll talk about that probably tomorrow a little bit. But um, tomorrow we do have a special guest coming on tomorrow, Chris Miller from NBC Sports Washington. So if there's any questions you guys have that you want to see us ask him, you can comment down below or you can comment on Twitter as well. Should be a fun episode tomorrow. So good, uh, good get. Um, of course, we know he does not believe in tanking as well. So we'll probably talk about that a little bit tomorrow. But we just want to thank you guys for listening once again. Make sure you guys check out the Game to Game podcast. Now make your second lesson, Game to Game uh, from the NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Hail to the Wizards. Peace.